my God, it is Thursday, beautiful people. Happy Thursday. Oh, this week is flying by. January is flying by. Had a wonderful conversation with uh, Anthony Rucker yesterday, celebrating his new book, Dear James, a homage of poetry to James Baldwin, and, you know, celebrating 50 years of hip hop. So... Uh, if you tuned in around nine o'clock, you got me, Babs Rose Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. Good morning, Harry, wherever you are. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna have word on the street today. I think, I think, I don't know if we do it. I, Paul might have sent me a text saying, I can't do it, I got something else to do. I have to check. <laughs> oh, no word on the street. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought he said that, you know. I was so tired yesterday. I went to bed so early, so I don't remember a damn thing. I remember very little uh, of the night. Uh, I did make a, I had a meeting yesterday, which was fine. It was good. And uh, I'm looking at my calendar today. And uh, I was supposed to have lunch with my my friend, Bill Aslatine, but, you know, he just lost his husband. And um, he's not, he's not really up for, you know, public shenanigans with me just yet uh but i i stay in touch and uh and when he's ready i'd love to have lunch with him or dinner or something you know so i i, I can't imagine what it's like to lose a, a spouse so um so my heart is is with him my prayers are with him and his son darius you know it's it's it can't be easy and to lose it you know during these holidays it's you know, I think next year will probably be equally difficult. Uh, but I want him to know I am thinking about him and holding him in my prayers. So, Bill, we are with you. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, I'm 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 editing the uh, the essay and the personal statement for the Divinity School, the Institute of Sacred Music. So I should be tomorrow should be uploaded like tomorrow I should be uploading this thing um the letters of recommendations have been uploaded uh my transcripts have been ordered so I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty confident that I can get everything done by it's due the 15th and uh which is Sunday so I, my goal is to get everything uploaded tomorrow <laughs> so I can put this squarely behind me um, and uh, spend a little more time on my LSAT studies and start thinking about my uh, art installation, my interactive art installation. I'm so excited. I'm stepping into the artist world at 60. It's exciting. So, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I'm I'm just, listen, I'm just a girl chasing her dreams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say to people. Uh, and my board life, some of these boards are going to, you know, once, once, I, uh, once my terms are up, they'll be up. Uh, and I'll have more free time to sort of do more of the things. Uh, but I, I I woke up with with uh, Kigali Rwanda on my mind, and uh, and I think this is the year I go visit. I have to figure out what's a good what's the best time of year to go visit uh, Kigali, and uh, and make make tracks there. Seriously, 
that's going to happen this year. I, I've already, uh, I've just decided, <laughs> you know, well, like what's the, what's the de- best time to, 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 to visit Kigali, Rwanda? Between June, July, August, and September are likely to experience warmer, dry weather in Kigali. That's the best time to visit the city. Okay. So I'm going to pick some times, July, June, July, August, or September. I'm going to pick some time and we're going to go. So um, they have two wet seasons, uh, the long rains and the short rains. (laughs) So I I was going to go and just... uh, Listen, I'm not going to see gorillas. I, I'm not an animal person like that. You know, they're known for their their gorillas. Um, I believe Ellen DeGeneres has a, a preserve for gorillas. Um, Jane Goodall um, is a gorilla, was a gorilla person. I, I Listen, I don't want any harm to come to any animal on this planet. That's it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to go see gorillas. Not in the mist, <laughs> not in the sunshine, not in the park, not in the tree, nothing, nothing next to me. <laughs> so no shade, Kigali, to the to the to the gorillas. No, and I they're beautiful creatures. I, listen, I'm here for it. Save them, protect them, you know. Um uh don't let them um become extinct do whatever you need to do to preserve their 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 lives and their culture all of it i'm here for it i'm just not when i go to kigali i'm not going on the range to see none of that that is not what i want to do <laughs> i i don't like zoos because for me zoos are like animal prisons i know i know there's this whole thing about if we didn't have zoos, we would never have access to these animals and we'd never get to see them up close and in the habitat. And oh, I get it. I listen, I'm not trying to tell anybody not that we shouldn't have zoos. I'm saying for me, I don't care for zoos. And I don't care for water zoos either, you know, places like aquariums. I don't, I don't care for that either. You know, but but I've I've been known to to have been to these places when you have children it's always one of these things that's a field trip and so you go but i don't have little kids i don't even have grandchildren so i don't have to trek to anybody's zoo or aquarium now so anyway back to kigali so i need i need a good 10 days in kigali i think 10 days you know that's what they say. They suggest 10 days, 10 days. That's, you know, two weeks. That might work. And uh, uh, I I, uh, I want to go. So I'll figure out a time and then stay someplace, someplace lovely and um, get a tour, see stuff, check out stuff, go to the museums, go to the galleries go to the library, check out what the university looks like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't like seeing animals locked up. 
That And that's what it is for me. I don't like circuses for the same reason. I don't like seeing animals be made to do tricks. Animals don't do tricks. They don't belong on a stage dancing and prancing in costumes. I just don't like it. So, so I, don't, I don't do it. So anyway, when I go to Kigali, uh, Rwanda, uh, I, I won't be. And, and I don't want to offend Rwandans. So if somebody says, you must come, then I, I will go. You know, I'm not going to offend them and start saying, oh, I don't, I think this is wrong or blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, gorillas are, are na native to uh, Rwanda. Um, so I'm not going to offend people by saying I don't want to go see uh, animals. I won't do that because they have whole preserves for them. So, and, the, you know, they're in their natural habitat, like not a man-made habitat. You know, if anything, man-made just puts, you know, fence around it or something uh, so that they are safe because, you know, people in their foolishness, humans in their foolishness hunting them, you know, um, so yeah, that's 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 the thing. I don't I don't like zoos or aquariums. And I know people like fish. I know, I know, I know. Who the fish, the fish, the, 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 the. I get it. I still, still. I, I I can't really explain it beyond that. It's not, it's not so much a moral issue for me. It is a humanity issue for me. And I guess that's a moral issue too, but anyway. So much for that. So uh, I'm just working on my working on my things. I have another idea of something I want to do, and I've got to talk to uh, I've got to talk to somebody about it. There's something else I want to do. I'm trying to do all these things for the 60th because <laughs> I'll be 60 this year. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to do all the fantasy island kind of stuff. So so there's something that I want to do. So I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm about to do it and see if I can uh, see if I can pull this off this year, you know. And then I woke up this morning with another thought on my mind about uh, how how do I move in health? And you know, I will say this: as I've been spending the last couple of weeks looking at health things, and there's so much conflicting information out there about how people can get healthy and all the things that they can do. And, you know, in my mind, I think I, I already know what to do because I, I, you know, I've been an athlete. I, I, you know, I've, I've been thinner. I've been, I, you know, I've done stuff. And so uh, there's so much that we don't know as consumers of things. And, uh, and I think as consumers of things, we spend enough time tracking back or looking back at, where things are from and how things are made and what happens to the people who does the things, you know, we, we don't spend that kind of time doing that. And, uh, and uh, that I find that troublesome. I, I think when we don't do that kind of due diligence and who has the time, that's why I wish, I wish American companies would do better with protecting us. Do you know what I mean? Like I wish that they would say, we don't want to give the American, we don't want to give our people food that is questionable in other countries. We don't want to use additives and 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 dyes, all these things that will harm. I, I don't I don't know why our companies don't act in that way. You know, they always act in a way that I gotta make a buck. 
and by any means necessary. And as long as my stockholders see a huge return on investment, then we are happy with the outcome. And so the outcome can't be, well, we're not, re- we're not killing people, but you're poisoning people. And I say that to just about every everything that's out there that doesn't want to be truthful or honest about what they're packing into products. I feel I feel some kind of way about that. You know, I feel some kind of way about that. You know, why can't we have, you know, eggs from chickens that are taken care of humanely? Why can't we have meat that is butchered humanely? Why can't we have you know, why can't we do all these kinds of things? And 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 you, we have these things at a high premium if you can afford to do them. Do you know what I mean? Like a high premium. And so I, I just I just feel like we don't care. And I need I just need companies to care. I wish they could care. And I wish people who invest in these companies cared enough to say, that's not how I want you to use my dollars. I want to use my investment dollars to be the best of what you can do. Even if I don't get a high yield on my return. Do you know what I mean? I, I wish people could think like that. And and listen, don't write me talking about I'm being a socialist. Y'all can kiss my ass with that. Don't write me saying I'm being a communist. I, I, I'm not hearing any of these labels. So stop it. What, what I'm saying is we can be better humans. We could be better at being humans. We could human better. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to say. You know, I just, I just feel like we could be better. And, and we don't seem to, we don't seem to be moving in that direction. And, uh, and we just raped the earth. And, and I'm deliberate when I say rape the earth. We are violent to this earth. We are violent to it. You know, when I was looking at all the war, the uh, plastic that washes up on the shores of parts of India, and, you know, they're trying to gather it as fast as they can. And I'm thinking, how do we have so many religious entities on this planet and, and, and plastics and trash can wa- wash up on the beaches? You know, the earth is the, is the greatest temple of all. Second to our bodies. Earth is the greatest temple. Why do we desecrate it so? I think about this. I, You know, West Ivy Street here in New Haven, it's got to be one of the dirtiest streets I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's just dirty. And, and dirty not even on trash days, but then after trash days. And forgive, the, forgive me to the people who live on West Ivy Street, but that street is dirty. I When I drive down it, I'm like, this has got to be the dirtiest street in America. <laughs> it's just filthy. And I, I, it's just hard for me to sort of look at that, you know, because when you cross over Dixwell onto Ivy Street, uh, there's some care to this street. There's some care to it. It's, it's not as clean as I would like it to be, but it's not filthy nasty. It could be cleaner. It can be cleaner. I just, you know, maybe I'll pick that up this summer. That's my summer project. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just get a trash bag and just just walk down my street and just start picking up garbage. You know, I give me a little, I got a little extended arm thing that I had when I, when I was having my surgeries to reach stuff, you know. But yeah, maybe that's what I'll do this summer. I just can't, 
maybe I'll maybe I'll get a trash can for my street or put a trash can out there with 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 bags in it so that we can at least pick the trash up. I I just can't stand it. <laughs> I just can't. I want people to care about it the way that I care about it. You know. So I I just don't like a dirty a dirty place. I think that's probably why I'm so attracted to Kigali because they just keep winning awards about being the cleanest city in the in the world, and that I just like that. <laughs> I I just, I just like it, you know. I just like it. I like I like all the I like stuff picked up, and I and listen. No shade to the people who live in places where it's filthy. I there's a whole lot of stuff going on in places, and I get it. I don't, I'm not making, I'm not casting aspersions, you know, I just want the earth to be clean and nice and enjoyed by all, no matter who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. So I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm feeling some kind of way because it's coming on MLK weekend. And for me, that's part of social justice. Um, you know, how we live is a part of social justice, I think. You know, and nope, I'm not willing to argue the point. I'm just saying this is what I believe. You know, when the environment that you live in represents, you know, when it's picked up and uh, you could see the health and humanity of the community. And I get it. People could make all the arguments about why and if and thus and whatever. I get it. But I also know we could do better with picking up trash on our streets you know just trash the simple stuff is trash i don't need a whole lot of other things but trash is you know trash is something so yeah i know i feel like i'm i feel like i'm i'm hitting these points this morning that are very personal <laughs> And I think every morning is very personal, but these points are very personal. So I, I'm taking them very personal, you know, I'm taking them very personal. So let me shout out my girl, Ife. She's going back to school, finishing her, her undergraduate degree at Southern Connecticut State University because she didn't get to finish at Morgan State. Um, so she's going to finish. And she's, she doesn't have a whole lot of time. So she's going to she's going to go back to school and finish. <laughs> listen old dogs new tricks baby old dogs new tricks so and i and i know that that has been a a thing on her heart and mind for quite some time and so i'm glad that she is jumping in and doing this like just do it just do it you know if only we could win the lottery so we could build our golden girls retirement home <laughs> We, we we need a couple of places. We need we need a house in Rwanda. We need a pad here in Connecticut. And uh and I personally want a a a, a house on a vineyard. I just want a house on a vineyard. You know, so I can ride my bike and toot around town and go to the beach every day and be blackity black black with blackity black people. So so that's why that's why I want to win, and then, you know, buy some property for my kids so they could at least have some generational wealth. Hopefully, that's the goal. <laughs> so yeah, we want to 
and, and, and by Golden Girls House, it might be four four or five houses connected because <laughs> we all have different ideas of what we want in space. And me being probably out of all of us, between me, Ife, Marquisha, and uh, Benita, uh, I probably require the most space. <laughs> I like a lot of space. And, uh, and if you've ever spent time in prison or a dorm, you want space. So uh, Marquisha doesn't require that much space. Benita is somewhere in the middle. Ife is somewhere in the middle. Not a lot of space, just enough space. But me, I want a whole hell of a lot of space. <laughs> Excess. I am a maximalist. I am not a minimalist. I'm a maximalist. <coughs> so <coughs> that's where things fall out for me. Is having space. So that that's the that's the wishes. And, and everywhere else we go in the world, we can just rent. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we rent a house in Costa Rica for a month. Oh, we rent a house in Portugal for a couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? Or stay in a hotel or whatever it is. But a base, a home base here in Connecticut that suits us. And then uh, uh, definitely I want a house in Martha's Vineyard. And and then a living, a living, a real living space in Kigali, Rwanda. Because it's pretty there. And I want to live on the continent. And I know everybody's like, oh, go to Ghana, 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 Ghana. And I love, I mean, I think I would love Ghana equally, but I don't know, there's something about Kigali and the way that they are moving about the world, how they have a huge uh, woman-centered parliament. Uh, I mean, I just, all of that, all of that. So I want to live somewhere where uh, it's beautiful, it's on a continent, and uh <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah. Anyway, that's the way love goes. That's the way. That's the way. That's the way love goes. So that's where we are, good people. So I'm finishing up all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I've got to uh, get myself situated. I'm still nursing a broken heart, but every day away from the break uh, gets me stronger, I think, in my heart and mind, you know, just it is. It's all right to have a broken heart. Yeah, I was due. <laughs> I, was, I was due. And, it's not a, it's, and as I said the last couple of days, it's not a heartbreak due to some kind of ill treatment or mistreatment or betray none of that. It's not even none of that. It is simply a separation and a redrawing of boundaries. And it's painful because I, I am a creature of habit. I am a creature of habit. And uh and and I'm and I'm a creature of possession. I'm I'm possessive. And I don't think it's in a bad way. I just think I, I like things to be in their own order and in their own space. I, I like habit. So it doesn't mean that I'm not spontaneous. God knows I, I have been and am, but I am a creature of habit. So 
So, so the heart, so the heartbreak is just really changing the habit, the changing of the habit. That's, that's what hurts the changing of the habit and, and being not possessive. That's the truth. That's the walking truth to not be possessive and not, uh, and change the habit, you know, and, uh, and I find it challenging because I am such a creature of habit. You know, when there's some good news, I, I know who I want to share it with. You know, or when I'm just, you know, talking out loud, I know who I want to be talking to. You know, or when I'm checking through my day and I was like, oh, this person has crossed my mind. Let me say hello. Or let me say, you've crossed my mind. I was thinking about you. And that's lovely. I I like that. My friends check in with me all the time from all over the world. You know, you know, you know how I feel. I use the tools that are afforded me to stay in communication with people that I care deeply about. So it doesn't matter if I get a text from someone and they don't pick up the phone to call me. It, it doesn't, I, I don't, I treat the text like a call. I treat the call like a letter. I treat a letter like a postcard. I mean, it's just, it's what it is. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get bummed out when people say, oh, why can't you just call people? I, I use the tools that are afforded me to, to, to the same ends, to, to let people know that I love them. Yes, there are people I need to call, I need to call back and, and I will, you know, but until I could get to call them back, I send a text, you know, I'm thinking about you. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I found this thing. Oh, you should know this. Oh, isn't this funny? Right? I do that. Or I send people emails of things, you know. And sometimes it's the same text to 20 people. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to share this thing. I don't want to share it in a group text. I just want to individually send it. So I'll send the same text to 20 people, 30 people, whoever, however many people that I think this would be relevant to, you know, or you know, I just want to let them know that this is going on or this is the thing or look what I discovered or, hey, how are you? And, I, and then I love when they, they all come back. Hey, hey, Babs, what's the going on? I was thinking about you yesterday. Or I saw this thing and it made me think of you. Or I was in the wine shop and I was thinking, what wine would Babs get? You know, people do like, people do that kind of stuff with me all the time. I love it. So the heartbreak is just the breaking of the habit. I have to remove this person from the habit of doing all of that, which is fine. And, uh, and I, I have every faith that uh, uh, we will again sit with one another and be jolly and merry again. I have no doubt. And, uh, and, and all of this will have be uh, background, you know, in the rear view mirror, which is fine. It's fine. So, so I'm moving through as best I can. I'm so glad. I, I tell you that there's something to be said for this digital age where you can play, you can get all the music at your disposal anytime you want. Like, I don't have to sift through records, which I love sifting through records. Don't get me wrong. I do that. Uh, but when I want to hear like a bunch of songs, I could just create a little playlist and and boom, 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 boom. They play one after the other. I don't have to do anything other than hit the click the button. 
that's a lovely thing. I love it. So, so, so yeah, I'm nursing, nursing the heart back to itself and uh, all is well. <laughs> heartbreak at 60 is very different <laughs> than heartbreak at 20. <laughs> or uh, how old was I when I got divorced? I want to say 40, 43? 44 somewhere, I think. I don't even remember when I got divorced. I got to go look at the papers. I should ask, I was talking to my ex-husband the other day. I should ask him, when did we, when did we get divorced? It's been a while. It's been a 15 years, maybe. I think we've been divorced longer than we've been married. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, it might just be 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I never. Those things are just immaterial to me. I don't. I can't think about those things. I remember when I used to run a support group. I ran a support group at my church, Church of Redeemer. And it was called Eat, Drink, Divorce. And I started this support group because I was lonely and I wanted to talk to people who understood what it meant to get divorced. And uh, and I ran the support group. My my minister at the time, Reverend Rochelle Stackhouse, um, she said you should run a group. Because she would send people to me periodically. And I said, you know, this ought to be a group now because I'm just talking to people about how to move through divorce. And so, uh, and I remember I would, you know, it was it was a table fellowship. So we had a beautiful parlor upstairs at the Church of the Redeemer, which still sits there, but now it's an apartment complex. On the second floor, we had a beautiful parlor, and it was you know beautiful parlor. And so I would um, set a beautiful table and have food, and people whoever shows up, they just show up. And they would sit around the table. We start with some prayers, and then we start talking about. Everybody would tell their divorce story. I would offer some uh, words of encouragement, you know, particularly around the holidays to get people prepared uh, for the holidays because. Uh, if you're divorced and you have children, I don't know, the holidays seem to sneak up on people and they seem blindsided when the other partner wants the children um, for Christmas or Christmas Eve or whatever the holiday is. And it becomes quite contentious. So I used to caution people, you know, like October, <laughs> make a plan so that Thanksgiving and Christmas is not a shock to your senses, you know. So if you have the children at Thanksgiving, then maybe you get the children on Christmas Eve and they go to the other parent on Christmas Day or however way you work that out. Um, and, and, and it would just be such a challenging thing, so challenging um, to, to walk people through that. They would just be beside themselves with grief. And uh, and I remember thinking to myself, I, I don't want to be held in grief like this. I honest to God, I, I just, I just, I don't want, I don't want that level of heart heartache to control how I move in the world. And I, I remember that I met a woman who showed up and the husband. He's on marriage number three. She was marriage number one. 
and she's still battling him in court. Now the children are grown and everything. She's still battling him in court. She said, because I just can't stand the fact that he wins. I'm thinking, girl, he done had two other wives. <laughs> Why are you still fighting? You can't get on with your life because you fighting about this, this man who already moved on two other times. And I, I just thought, I don't want to be that woman. I just, I, I, if somebody doesn't want you, there's nothing you can do to, to change that. There's no, you, you, I don't, you're not going to be thin enough, sexy enough, smart enough, bright enough, rich enough to get, when they leave, they leave. You're not going to get them back. Now, there are some situations where people get spouses back because they break up and then they feel like maybe we should give this another go. But the majority of, of these divorces don't roll like that, you know. And so I, I just made a conscious decision early on to decide who I wanted to be in this divorce. Um, and it was the best thing I could have done because it saved me. Now, don't get me wrong. I was a mess. I, I was brokenhearted. I was sad. I was on the floor in the bathroom crying. And, and then when I found out he was seeing somebody else and it was exhausting to me. But again, I had to say to myself, is this who you want to be moving forward? Is this the story that you want to wrap yourself around forever and ever and ever? Hell no. So I had to steal myself, S-T-E-E-L, steal myself in the face of dealing with this, you know, in the face of that. It was painful. Oh, oh my God, it was so painful. And then when he came to me and said, you know, I want to get married again. And I thought, I'm not ready for you to get married again. And he was like, okay, I'll, I'll wait. He waited a few months and then he came back and said, look, look, I want your blessing, but, I, 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 but I'm not going to wait anymore for your blessing. And I was like, okay, yeah, you should get married. If you're ready to get married, you should get married. And he got married and I put on a good face and I dressed my children up and I sent them on to this wedding and it was fine. You know, it just seems so long ago like such a long time ago. That's what I, the, the point that I'm making is that this, that kind of pain doesn't last forever. If you do some things to sort of move through, acknowledge that it hurts, build a support group around yourself, and then start inventorying of the things that you put off prior to getting married or long held dreams you put on the shelf bring them down and see what makes sense to lift up out of the box. You know, take your mind off doing, uh, uh, take your mind off wallowing in what was. And for a long time, I felt like he was creating a life. He was creating a life with a woman. That was the life I should have had. I thought this for a long time. I was like, she's living the life that I was supposed to have. And then one day I woke up and I was like, that's that's not true. <laughs> I, I didn't really want that life. 
I, 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 I knew I didn't want that life. I knew it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want that life. And, and once I came to that realization, because everything else I was just making up, I was just in, in the space because I felt like he betrayed me and hurt, hurt me. And but, I, but really though, when I look back, that wasn't my life. It wasn't supposed to, it wasn't supposed to go on beyond what it was. And that's when I was like, aha. <laughs> yep. I could go, I could go. Listen, the canvas is clean. Look at this canvas. I had a whole canvas I could dance on. Oh, let me see what I'm into. And I don't think people, particularly women, give themselves grace to sort of, they think what they lost is the is the biggest thing. And they're ashamed and embarrassed by that loss. And I and I used to think divorce was some kind of failure. It's not. It's not, I mean, failure. It's not a failure. People go in different directions all the time. You know, people move in, people move in different directions all the time. And, and and once you once you start to figure out that it wasn't a failure, that it, it that you could it only could be what it was for however long it was. Some things are not forever. Few things are forever. Nothing is forever. <laughs> Nothing. Everything ebbs and flows, shifts and turns. People change. All kinds of things happen. And so it can be challenging. So I say all that to say that this moment will pass too. And when I think about, and this is why I can't dwell so much on this, because when I think about all the other stuff that I've been through in this ridiculous life, and ridiculous meaning big and fun and heartful, heartbreaking and all the bad stuff, the good stuff, all of it. It, it doesn't stay. And I, I read a little piece the other day that says, um, we should not seek happiness. Like happiness isn't, isn't the goal ongoingly. The goal is to live a life full. And so, yeah, some, sometimes you're going to be really, really happy. Sometimes not. And sometimes things are going to be painful. And sometimes they're not. You're going to lose people to death, to divorce, to separation, to just the changing of heart. That's what it is. And nothing lasts forever. Nothing. Nothing. I read another piece that talked about we shouldn't have attachments. I don't know if that's entirely true. I'm not with this mindset that don't expect anything. I don't know how to not to expect things. I don't want to live as a person who doesn't expect things. What is that? <laughs> and I, I was trying to make sense of it because I was like, well, maybe let me center myself into this. You know, if you don't have attachments, then you're not rooted in when somebody leaves or dies that you, you're not broken up or whatever. 
if somebody dies that I care about, I want to cry and feel sad and be mad. <laughs> you know, for a period. I don't want to, I don't want to live without attachment, but then I'm a Taurus. So that'll tell you everything you need to know. I'm a true Taurus too. I, I like things. I'm a creature of comfort and habit. <laughs> I am. So uh so I don't I don't know how to not have attachments to things. It's just in me. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out how can I live without attachment? Like how can I live in such a way that nothing that I know I own nothing? You know. Because at any given time, things can be taken away. And that's not to say that you live a life. It, what, what the article was trying to get you to see, like, don't live a life like around the corner will be some, you, you will lose everything. Like, that's that's not the point of the article, that every time you go, go around a corner, you might lose something. Like, don't live in fear of losing things. But also don't live with the notion that you are solely attached to something that when it's taken away, you can't. It it hurts so bad. But I don't have a problem with hurt so bad. I don't. I think it's a legit emotion that ought to be examined and that has has some place, presence and place. I don't know. I just feel like I can't I cannot live with with without attachment and expectation. And maybe I gotta sit with some gurus around that and really, you know, get into it. Like, what does it mean to to not have expectations? And I hear people say it all the time. Well, if you don't expect anything, you won't be disappointed. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with being disappointed? I'm like, how, why do we why do we want to live in a world where there's no disappointment? Because it's rough? Or what, what is it? We're already, we already raising a bunch of millennials who don't understand the nature of disappointment. And they are crushed when things don't, you know, the expectation is they're supposed to have. And I'm probably making my own case now for not having expectations. But I think you can temper that and put it in some kind of context I, I i i you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i don't know how i would live without expectation i don't know how i would live with not expecting people to be good to me and people are not going to be good to me all the time you know there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be good to me at all but that that can't cancel our expectation I, maybe i got to read more on this i got to think about this more you know, I, maybe I'm missing something in this in this conversation, you know, of attachment and expectation. And maybe I'm missing something. And I'm not afraid to sort of say, oh, I might be missing something. Let me figure this out. Let me figure this out. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, that's where I'm at. So, so yeah, I, I'm... I like I like this moment. This I don't like I don't like what's happening in the world. God knows. 
God knows the world is. But, you know, each and every day we get up, we have another opportunity to sort of write the world, I guess, if everybody is in agreement. <laughs> I don't know who's in agreement, but if everybody's in agreement, we could we could write this a little bit. I think we can write this. So so anyway, uh, that's the that's the enlightened thought for the day. <laughs> to think about attachments and expectations. And we go do some work on that, figure that out. What is the nature of attachments? And what is uh, the nature of expectations? What is that? And, uh, and, 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 and if you're a slave to it, how do you free yourself? I, I don't feel like I'm a slave to it. Um, uh, I don't think so. But I, but I, but I want to hear more about it. So maybe I'll go dig up some TED Talks. <laughs> you know, 10, 15 minutes of enlightenment <laughs> on a digital format. <laughs> You know, save me some time for reading the Bhagavad Vita, uh, you know, the Bhagavita, the Buddhist sacred language, words, scripts, you know, the, what is the Bhagavita, Bhagavavita, something like that. So maybe that is, you know, or the Torah or the Bible, <laughs> Hebrew, Hebrew scripture and sacred Christian scripture. You know, or maybe I go read some Sanskrits or something. I mean, I think, you know, this, these are the things that we've been struggling with since humankind. You know, I'm not having an existential crisis. Don't worry. Uh, uh, I, and I don't, I'm not having a crisis of the bigger question, who am I? I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not lost in that. I'm not lost in that. You know, uh, but I know, I know people are, I, I know in these moments that people are at their loneliest and I can't for the life of me understand that. I I just cannot understand it. And, uh, and I find it inhumane and challenging that we are not closer to one another. You know, that we're not closer to one another on a lot of levels. So uh, I don't know how we get to the future without loving each other. I don't know how we get to the future without love. I don't know how we get to the future with trading humans for artificial intelligence. You know, because artificial intelligence can't hurt us. You know, a sex doll can't talk back <laughs> do you know what I mean like uh, uh, a sex doll is not going to share their hopes dreams and aspirations <laughs> that might not be in alignment with your hopes and dreams and aspirations <laughs> that can't be the future I think we we are we are we are people we are we are human beings that crave connection we crave connection and I don't know anybody who doesn't and you could be the most 
hardened person, but you still need connection, you know, and, and so much so that people were willing to buy it, buy connection, you know, buy intimacy and uh, uh, people spending time with you for money on a lot of levels. So that tells you we uh, there's something something afoot here, and uh, and we have to see it. But we have to we have to literally see it. I don't think we see loneliness in in each other. I don't think we see it. Um, uh, uh, we don't see it. We just see people out. We see people with things, and we see people social settings. But we don't see behind the veil that people are lonely, and. Uh, and this phenomena of not being able to make friends is uh, at, at, at friends at, at grown-up stages and older stages in life. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? But I think that's why senior centers, senior centers are so important. We have them here. And that's why they're so important because they give people an opportunity to connect with peers friends, other people for fun and learning and hang out and just connection. That's why I think senior centers are so, so important. And I would imagine that it's the same for young people too, that they're missing connection. That's why gangs thrive the way that they do, you know, at its core. I don't think gangs thrive because they just want to commit crime and create havoc. I think gangs exist because they're disparate people who don't who don't know how to connect. And so the thing to connect to is harmful. Harmful. And harmful to themselves, harmful to the community. But That, that I think that's at the root of of all these kinds of things, you know, whether you're a Nazi or a skinhead or a Black Panther or a Black Lives Matter or, and and I'm not making these equal. I, I, no, none of this is equal. What I'm saying is, there's a need for belonging that goes unattended to and then it festers and then people sort of put the wrong attachments to that pain you know why does it why don't i have any friends why don't i have a girlfriend why don't i have a click why doesn't anybody want to hang out with me why 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 and then you start and then you start attributing that to all kinds of wrong thinking things for the Nazis and the skinheads and for the crazy people, you know. For the other people, if you want to be a Black Panther or Black Lives Matter or in a sorority or a fraternity or whatever, you know, it speaks to this sense of, I want to belong for the greater good. I want to do something in concert with other people. 
same concept, just a different focus, right? Just a different focus. Same concept. We all want to belong. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. I think Oprah said that many years ago. That that's the, the biggest thing that she learned from doing her show for 25 years. That everybody wants, wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be seen. People want to be acknowledged. That they matter. That their lives matter. You know. And that they're they're not alone. And then and we're not alone. We are alone and we're not alone. That's just that's just the paradox of this. So anyway, let me get my uh, public service read and then I'm gonna take a break and then I'll be back at uh 1050. January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Do you know someone who is a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem as well as in our beautiful state of Connecticut. Traffickers target people, both boys and girls, who are vulnerable to promises of a better life and enforcing them and then forcing them to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Many traffickers are well known, living near and promising and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States, under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. Let's work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim or know someone who was a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about this serious issue in our society, please contact Love 146 at 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. 203-772-4420. This public service announcement is being sponsored by the Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. I'll be back in about 15 minutes. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to NHHLP. 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. The old woman who works in the grocery store I can tell has the hearts for me She blinks her fake eyelashes slowly And clicks her gum in a seductive way And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life Who winks at you and makes you feel fine It's a long way down the river 
And it's a long way home And I hope you have someone Special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun next door to me walks his old dog every day and I watch as he walks by my window and one day I'm gonna say hey and it flows like a river the same way every day and I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life to say hey to and make feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river And it's a long way home And I hope you have someone special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun Yes, I hope you have someone special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun Time goes by so fast Like a blink of an eye Every second you live A part of you will die No control over what you are And what is real Make decisions based off a nice little fairy tales Can I tell you a story Yeah. 
escape from your heart Slowly enters in and then it claws you apart Spark your flame until your fire explodes You won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope Don't let the weight of this world Don't let it get you Don't let it get you Forgive like you
to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. It's Thursday morning. So I was looking up um, on my, uh, I was trying to Google um, ways to keep cats off my porch because <laughs> this neighborhood has a gazillion cats and they're starting to be on my porch and I cannot stand it because, you know, I have furniture on the porch and everything. So I've been putting cayenne pepper that seemed to work for a bit. Then I had some spray repellent. Now I have to move to some ultrasonic repellent. <laughs> that seems that might be work. You know, high frequency that only they could hear, but we can't hear. So I'm looking at that because I'm just like, I'm sick of these damn cats on my porch. So I have to figure out uh, how to do it because I don't have a, uh, I need one that operates on batteries, I guess, you know, or um, I could get a cat scat mat. I could do that with spikes and prickles. I don't want to hurt them. I just, I don't want them up on the, <laughs> I don't want them on the yard, on the porch. So I have to, uh, and that goes for the squirrels too, but the squirrels are hibernating right now, wherever they are. I don't see too many of them. But I need the other, I need to get rid of these doggone things. They are, they are a pain in the butt. So anyway, uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I might have to just take a trip to Home Depot or Lowe's and be like, uh, what you got? <laughs> Do you got one that work on batteries? Because I don't have an electrical outlet out on the porch. So uh, I might try to figure out something. I might try to figure out something. Uh, and I don't want to harm them. Like, this is not a harm thing. But they are on my nerves. <laughs> and and I got to make sure they don't come back up on the porch, making a home and stinking it up and and all of that. So if anybody knows some good ideas, let me know. I'm not trying to harm them. I just don't want them on the on the porch, you know. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of cats in this neighborhood. I wish somebody would catch them and take them to the animal shelter and find homes for them, I guess. Because there are people that feed these cats around the neighborhood. That's why they're around here. There's so many of them. I never really saw cats when I lived in Beaver Hill, you know, because nobody was feeding them. I mean, I saw them periodically, but these cats are like, like, there's like, they're, I could see a cat, a couple of cats every day, you know, up and down the street. I mean, they're just everywhere. And I think it's because people have pets and they let them go, or I don't know what the situation is, but it's on my nerves. I know that. And the cat's so used to me now that when they see my car come down the street, they run off the porch. <laughs> and they don't do it in the summer. Well, they, they probably do it in the summer, like early hours when there's nobody on the porch. Um, but I had to get rid of these things. I was like, God, I'm so tired of these cats. I'm tired of them. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what we could do. See if I can get rid of them. You know, at least keep them off the porch. At least keep them off. So, you know, like I said, I don't want to hurt them. But I don't want them on the porch either. Don't want them on the porch. So, anyway, what is going on in regular news? 
I'm, I'm, I still can't wait to hear why the guy in Idaho killed the college students. I'm still waiting on waiting on that motivation. I, I, I really do want to know because I just feel like I just feel like I, I, he was already a grad student. Why would you run up on these folks and kill them? You know, and they try to go on about your life. I, <laughs> these 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 newfangled killers are something, ain't they? <laughs> and then the guy, I think, who uh, wife went missing. I, you know, to all these men out here who think they can get away with killing their spouses, stop stop it. Just listen. If you look on your phone how to kill people or how to you look on Google how to how to you know kill people, strangle people, dismember people, that kind of stuff. They're gonna find you. The first thing they're gonna look is your your digital footprint, fool. Second of all, no woman is gonna leave her children behind. No woman is gonna leave her children, particularly when she's responsible for picking them up every day from school. She's not going to just disappear on her kids with no warning. And if she's got siblings, she's not going to not tell them. Listen, if I go missing, you think my sister, my sister would be the first one to lead the, 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 the search party. I, I don't understand these men who, 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 you know, I, what, you don't want to pay the child support. You don't want to listen. Child support is a finite thing. It ends by the time that kid, depending on what state you're in, 18, 21, whatever it is, it's over. And then you're free. I mean, you help make this child. So what's the problem? I, I don't I don't understand these people who kill their spouses. And then do it in such a way that it, it, people are going to know you did it. When I saw it on the news, the mother was missing. Uh, one of her phones was left in the car. Her keys her wallet. No woman is running off and leaving any of that stuff. And she's supposed to go pick up the, the boy, the son, the child. No, no one picks him up. You know, as soon as I saw it, I said, the husband or the boyfriend. If she has a husband, it's the husband. If she has a boyfriend, it's a boyfriend. And sure enough, they done arrested him and charged him with murder. They didn't find her body yet. But they found all the evidence to the to the murder, right? They find they already found some evidence. I was like, "What are you doing? Just tell these people where this woman is, so that her family can have some closure and a proper burial." Because you done did some heinous mess. You probably dismembered her, put her body parts all over the place, trying to detract from you. You idiot! These people are stupid. You know, it would it would have cost you less and not your freedom. If you would have just got a, an attorney and worked out whatever the arrangements are. Like, why you ain't do that? Just do that. Now you're going, now you're giving up your freedom. <laughs> now you're giving up your freedom and your kid is never going to talk to you again. And the family's going to see to it. And I know the kid is going to be curious at some point. They're going to come back around and say, why'd you kill my mother? I mean, that's just the natural order of things. But to just, I, I don't understand why people were so loosey-goosey with their freedom murdering people like this. They're going to find you. Do you understand what detective work is and police work does? 
Do you understand? <laughs> if you're not a professional assassin, meaning you know how to erase your footprint, then I, don't do it. Don't do it. Because you're just going to create harm. Now your people got to raise money to defend you if, they, if they're going to do that. Just ridiculous. I don't understand these people. Stop killing your spouses. Get a good ass attorney and get unentangled. Seriously. That, that's the, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not compromising my freedom ever again for any reason. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> so if I marry somebody and they're unhappy in this marriage, I'm happily giving you a divorce. And do take whatever the hell you want. Get out. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you for a damn thing. I'm not. Just, whatever is owed to me, I'll take that. I'm out. Nothing above, nothing below. I'm out. I, I don't I don't need nobody plotting my demise. And I'm not going to give you, nope, no, no. And we keep seeing these cases after cases where these men just, and, and, and some women too, some women too, create these heinous crimes. Like, what the hell? Why are you killing people? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Say love me. Say love me. Well, unfortunately, that is the, uh, the, uh, the order of things. And it's quite painful. So I always say they're going to do the policing and they're going to figure it out and the trail's going to lead back to you. And, and then you'll need a good attorney. You should have got one to begin with. <laughs> you should have got one to begin with <laughs> to, get, to get unentangled. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. So all I'm saying. I don't know what's on what's on the agenda for this weekend. What is going on this weekend? Today is the twelfth. What is happening this weekend? I mean, it's MLK weekend, so I know there'll be MLK stuff going on. But beyond MLK stuff, what are people getting into? I'm just trying to figure out where I need to um, spend my time. <laughs> I, I really should have spent my time anywhere. I really should be you know, deep into, into uh, what I was supposed to be doing here. Um, I would like to get to Cafe Nine. They got some. Uh... Oh, you know what? Claire's has the um, Valentine's Day love letter contest. And uh, you could win a free dinner for two at Claire's, at, corner, at Claire's Cornucopia. So. So they, they've got a whole contest. So they have two contest categories, love letter and creative entries. For the letter category, you write, a, you write them a, a heartfelt note of any length telling us what you love about Claire's. Declarations of undying love for the Lithuanian coffee cake will be happily accepted. For the creative category, let your talent be your guide. We're accepting entries of all kinds, all poetry from sonnets to limericks, songs, drawings. We would love to see anything and everything you have to offer. 
All entries will be judged by the staff. First prize winner, win a free dinner for two at Claire's, uh, perfect for a Valentine's Day date or a night out with someone you care about. And you 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 receive two entries, two drink, two entrees, two drinks, and two desserts. And uh, and their thanks for your devotion and enthusiasm. And then the runner-up winners will receive a free T-shirt. So you have time from now until uh, February 14th to pop your letters over there. Uh, I was thinking about it. Uh, so to those creative juices flowing, please enjoy an example entry written by one of our Claire staff members. <laughs> there once was a gluten-free gal. <laughs> I passed the bake shop in New Haven and wanted a treat because I've been behaving, but there can be nothing for me for I need gluten-free, but they baked all the specialty sweets I've been craving. <laughs> okay, that's cute. <laughs> we like that. We'll go with that. Uh, next door, Mark Kaplan Jazz Quartet today at seven. You know, I have not been to jazz at, ne uh, at next door over there on Humphrey Street. That might be kind of cool. Seven o'clock might be nice. Uh, Saturday at nine, punk rock and roll night at Cafe Nine. Uh, Saturday, new wave of abstract and um, never ending books. I think they call themselves something else, though. Uh, Sunday and Monday, the 27th annual um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Legacy of Environmental Justice. Uh, so that should be good. You know, do poetry and all that stuff and all the things. And so if you if you don't have anything to do, that's always a good one. Uh, I think there's some, I think the something going on at the symphony and then the Drake brunch. I don't know why I would go to a Drake brunch. I'm not a fan of Drake. The Drake brunch an R and B brunch and pain experience. Oh, that'd be fun by the urban professionals network. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not going to that. Um, <laughs> and an emo January at gather at East rock. I'm meeting my good friend at uh, Gather East Rock in a couple of weeks. I've never been there. I heard good things. I can't wait to go. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's fun. Do the fun things. Do all the fun things. Uh, I'm trying to see what else is going on oh, tonight. The, uh, join the OK Company and Jesse Gritz at Cafe Nine. So that should be fun. I'm not going to that either, but uh, I don't know if I have the energy to go out tonight. It feels cold to me and I'm tired. <laughs> I, actually, I actually need to be reading. That's what I need to be doing. I need to be reading. And uh, I need to get some reading in. That's that's my goal. That's my plan. So uh let's see what else is going on. But you know, hearing good music is always always such a good idea. Uh, oh, 
Oh, they're doing the music music director candidate uh, tonight. Not tonight. Is it tonight? When are they doing this? At tomorrow. Uh, Cabrera conducts. Oh, okay. I might pop in. I might pop in for this. Oh, the new because you know they're doing the interviews for the new director of the the symphony because you know Alistair is retiring to. France with his with his husband. He's got another year or two, another two years almost. So uh so yeah. Oh, I wouldn't mind popping into that. Huh. So anyway, uh Donato Cabrera is the music director of the California Symphony and the Las Vegas Philharmonic. He served as the resident conductor of the San Francisco Symphony and the Waters Foundation Music Director of San Francisco Symphony Youth Orchestra. He is uh, one of only a handful of conductors in history who has conducted performances with the San Francisco Symphony, the San Francisco Opera, the San Francisco Ballet. He is dedicated to adventurous programming, living composers, and digital innovation. He is keenly focused on outreach and engagement and programming that reflects communities he's serving. Okay, that sounds nice. I might have to uh let me let me let me let me catch some of this. Yep, this I've got to go see him. Huh. All right, go ahead. Let me see what I know. That might be good. Because I think they've narrowed it down to um uh three people so it would be nice to sort of uh see him and uh see what he's about i'd be interested like why you want to come to new haven like what's your what's your deal you know and do you give up the other symphony gigs in san francisco and la and all that to come to the east coast where it's gonna be cold and snowy, and <laughs> I'm gonna check you out. I'm gonna check you out, Donato. I'm gonna check you out. But you know, when opportunities come, you you want them. So, do you know what I mean? Like you, like any job, I would imagine. Uh, you look for, you know, at some point, you want a new environment. You want to see what else you could do. You want to see uh, what else is out there that could spark your fancy. So, so anyway, I didn't realize they were this. They was already starting the. Uh, well, I guess it makes sense. They've been they've been looking for a minute. So now I gotta um, I gotta catch up with somebody and find out what the skinny is. I like this idea. What is Sazan Soul? Wednesdays on Henry Street. Oh, at Next Haven. I was like, what? Oh, who's doing this? Drumming music words. I like the way this looks. Okay. I'm glad that they're trying to use that space for something else other than, you know, I'm glad they're using the space. I'm glad they're inviting people into the space. It's pretty cool. 
So you on your way out, Brianna? All right. <laughs> One daughter still here. I tell you what, when I get off air, I feel like I want to go to bed, but I got some other stuff I got to do today. I got to meet my brother. And then I, I think I'm going out to lunch with Ife. I'm hungry. You know what I've been jonesing for? I, and I don't want to buy this and make it. Flank steak. I don't want to cook it. Like, I don't want to cook. And But I want a flank steak over a really good salad. So maybe I'll have to cook so I can just get what I want. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go and buy a flank steak, cook it the way I like it, and then put it over a good salad. I guess that's what I'll have to do. You know. Oh, it's a drumming circle. Uh, every Wednesday from five to seven, the event is free and open to all families and individuals. Oh, I like that. At Next Haven. Oh, over there on Henry Street. I like that. I like that very much. So, yeah. So I, I want a flank steak over a salad with little avocados and tomatoes, onions, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and maybe a side of potatoes, but I don't really need potatoes. But whoever, who really does need potatoes? We just like them. We we like potatoes. I can eat potatoes at every at every meal. Uh, but I think what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a couple of days of a fast just to clear my head a little bit. You know, I, fasting always seems to, and, and, and fasting has its spiritual properties to it. Uh, and I haven't done a fast in a minute. So maybe I'll do a little fasting this weekend uh, just to clear my head and my spirit and just, you know, um, be intentional about what I'm about to embark on, both artistically and, and educationally. You know, just, I, 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 yeah, I think that might be the move this weekend, Sunday at the very least start, and just have a fasting week where I'm just in that space. You know, that I'm in that space. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's not a bad practice periodically. So, yeah, I think I'll get my herbal teas right. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I need a glass water pitcher for the refrigerator. I don't want to be putting water in plastic containers in the fridge. So maybe sometime today I'll look around go to TJ Maxx or Home Goods or somewhere and look for a glass pitcher. Now you would think with all the crap that I already own that I would have a glass pitcher. I do not. <laughs> so I get a glass pitcher. I need to pick up some lemons, uh, maybe some mint, you know, that kind of thing. And just get into it. Just get into a little bit of a, I've got some ginger here that I could just cut up, put in the water, but I want a glass container, you know, not, nothing heavy. That might be an Ikea run. That might be an Ikea. Uh, let me run into Ikea and see what's happening. Maybe that's what I'll do. Get a, a pitcher, glass pitcher. You know, I haven't been in Ikea in a minute. So maybe that might be a, a thing to do today after uh, lunch. I'll run over there and see what's happening. And it might be a perfect day to be in Ikea too. It might be just the right sort of day 
And that might be a good way to get a walk on because God knows. <laughs> Ikea is like eight football fields. <laughs> so I might, I might just do that. Just go on over to Ikea and walk through there and, uh, and see what's happening. I might do that. That might not be a bad thing. And uh, my phone is ringing. I cannot pick it up. <laughs> I cannot answer. I cannot answer. So, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, because I need a glass picture. And I've been thinking about this for quite some time. Now, I don't mind my 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 plastic pictures for like when I'm outside in the summer on the porch. Those Those are wonderful for that. But I don't want to keep a plastic picture in the refrigerator all the time. And I was doing that. But I just feel like. You know, after reading about what seeps into water and all that kind of stuff. Now, I know I can't control a lot of that, but what I can control, I'm going to try to control and, 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 uh, you know, see, this is me doing my little, my little hand energy, put some energy for a minute into my hands. Can you hear that? Sounds like rain. Sounds like rain. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I need some lemons anyways at my stop by Edge of the Woods. Yeah, I think this might be a good weekend to have a little bit of a, a bit of a fast. And uh do some laundry and you know poke around the house a little bit. You know, there's no place I I don't there's no place I need to be. There's MLK stuff which I might hit up on Monday, just pop into some things on Monday. Um particularly the Beinecke. I think I might run by the Beinecke first. That's probably where I'll... And if somebody's got some music, which I think the New Haven, the Music Haven kids are doing something, so I might get over to wherever they're performing. So I'll map it all out and see, you know, what I can do this weekend in terms of celebrating MLK. Uh, I think that'd be a good idea. You know, I might even go to church on Sunday. I might, I might, I feel so inclined I, I kind of feel like I might. And I like when I don't have a weekend full of things. So, you know, but we'll, we'll see. My, my, my writing group is at 11. So it might run smack into church time. So, um, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll see what's happening. It's always nice to go to church on MLK weekend because, you know, the, the preaching is going to be uh, focused on some part of the king message and uh and it's probably a good time to sort of hear some reimagined story of social justice and where we are so i i i i wouldn't be adverse to that <laughs> i i could get i could get with that i could get with that so we'll see we'll see or i might just want to lay in the bed on sunday and uh you know make pancakes or something which has nothing to do with a fast. <laughs> which has nothing to do with the fast. So let me fix that. Let me fix that a little bit. And uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm thinking that. Well, I, I do. I'm trying to figure out where I could go have a flank steak over 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 um over a salad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like far and, and wide in a way. You know, we'll see what happens. I'll figure it out. 
I think um I think I can get a flank steak at uh what is it, little back bay? Back bay might be a good place to go. I don't know about parking at this time of day, but it's Thursday. It's early. I might it might work out well, you know. So or or maybe um the P- Panamanian restaurant downtown. That might be a good place for not for flank steak, but just a different kind of lunch, you know. Maybe a different kind of lunch. We'll see. I've got you know I've got a couple of hours to figure it out. It's not a heavy lift. It is not a heavy lift by any stretch of any imagination. So uh, that's, but that's what I'm thinking. And it's only Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. It's the end of the week. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. End of the week. I tell you, these this time is going by so fast. And I think the weather has really gotten us not believing the time, you know, that it's mid-January. And we've not had a snowstorm or or anything. We just had lots of rain. That's okay. Oh, I gotta get my nails done tomorrow. Okay. I'm getting getting a manicure tomorrow. But that's even that's late in the day. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. I don't know if the bookstore is open. I haven't run by all week. I, I don't think they're open though. I don't think they're open. So we'll see. Um, maybe I'll run by there. I believe Bloom might be open, so I might run by Bloom because I've been in there in a minute. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's MLK weekend. There's lots going on. And uh, and you could run from pillar to post in this town for MLK stuff. Everybody's got some kind of MLK um, programming. So so uh, I'll, I'll you know what I'll do tomorrow? I'll bring in when I'm on air, I'll bring the rundown for all the MLK stuff. I'll just make a list of all the things I think are cool and interesting for MLK weekend that people can like catch between like tomorrow and Monday, like all the happenings, you know, uh, it's, it's the least I can do. <laughs> Plus I want to know what's happening. You know, I got bits and pieces of, uh, of, of activities, but I want to get like all of them. So, you know, uh that's fine i'll figure it out so we'll make it we'll make it happen i'll get the we'll get the mlk stuff going find out what's going on and uh i'm definitely gonna hit the binaki because i like going to the binaki i'm definitely gonna i want to definitely catch the music haven kids and the steel band because that's kind of cool and different and interesting and then we'll find out what else is going on. You know, if there's any other services I need to poke my head in at um, right quick and see, you know, get some MLK. And uh, and I think Monday we'll just play um, what we always do is just play the speeches of MLK in their entirety. If that's all right with Harry. And then that way we'll just we'll just do that. And then, then I could really run around town and um, catch some of the MLK celebration. So Harry, for Monday, we'll uh, we'll run as many speeches as we can from nine to eleven of uh, MLK. I think that's a. I actually think that's probably a really good use of time, and a really good use of a free, independent radio airwaves to play all the speeches of MLK 
on Monday. So, so you won't hear me. You'll hear Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> All of them from 9 to 11. However many Harry could fit in. <laughs> I'm going with that. So, so with that said, boys and girls, it's almost time for Mama to jump on out of here and go do what I do, which is create trouble, mayhem, and mischief. So I'm going to go do that. I got to run and uh, go over to the paper. The paper was put to bed, which I'm so glad when the paper was put to get bed so that my Thursday feels like a Friday and I can ease into the day. I can just ease into the day and uh, go my own way. So I'll be out here in these streets looking for a glass water vessel. <laughs> and I'm going to come tomorrow. I will come with a compilation of MLK events. So that y'all will see them and understand and know what y'all could do for the weekend. Uh, and then Monday, it would be uh, MLK from 9 to 11. All the speeches, which which is my favorite thing to do, actually. Because I think it's important that people hear these speeches in their entirety. Not just snippets of them, but to hear them. And, and, and if you're like me, when you hear the speeches, whatever you're doing, you stop and you listen and you sit. And, and for me, I like to get people into a contemplative state about, but about that particular time, about that moment, about what was said and how it overlays into today. So I'm out y'all. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll see y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP. 103.5 FM streaming live at newhavenindependent.org If you feel that comfortable You ain't gotta go nowhere 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 Our streets are set up to say nothing